Refinery Life Church. I'm Pastor Amanda Hoban, and we are excited that you are here with us today. If you are on the Gold Coast, why don't you come and join us? We meet at 9.30 Sundays at 23 T.E. Peters Drive in Broadbeach. We would love to see you there. Hey everyone, welcome to Refinery Life Church. Welcome to another teaching. We're glad you're here joining us again. You know, if you're looking for a new church home, why don't you come and join us? We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 23 T.E. Peters Drive at Broadbeach. We'd love to see you there. We're a friendly church, we preach the Word of God, and they're really the only two things you need to be looking for when you're looking for a new church home. So come along and join us. And why don't you join me now in the Lord's Prayer? We pray this prayer every time we meet because when the disciples said to Jesus, teach us how to pray, this was his response. He said, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. You know, our theme for the month of February has been the new life that is possible through Jesus Christ. And today we're going to talk about the living Christ in the church. Because let me assure you, he is alive and he should be in all of our churches. But before we go any further, let me pray for our offering. The details will be on the bottom of the screen. If you've got a seed and you're ready to sow into good soil, now is your opportunity. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, praise be to your name for your bountiful gifts. Lord, everything you've given us is a gift from your hand. We acknowledge them with thanksgiving and with the present mind that you are good. And this, today we present our gifts to you in joy and praise. We thank you for the privilege of living today, Lord, and we thank you for the privilege of giving today. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. The scripture we're going to concentrate on today is Acts 3.6. If you've got your Bible, open it up. Let's read it together. I'm reading from the New King James Version. You can read from whichever version you prefer. Acts 3.6 says, Then Peter said, we all know this verse, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And then we look at Acts 3.16 straight away afterwards. And his name, through the faith of his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know, yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And the scriptures we'll work through Acts 3.1-18. to 18. And we know the story. It's the lame man that's healed. So let's read them. 
Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Now this young man, or this man, had been lame since birth. Verse 3, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. He's begging. And fixing his eyes on them with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Shouldn't we all be doing that? We should be coming into church, walking and leaping and praising God. Verse 9, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And then there was preaching in Solomon's portico. Verse 11. Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to him in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us, as though by your own power or godliness we have made this man walk? Verse 13. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. These are the same people that were there on that day that Pilate asked whether they should have Jesus or Barnabas. But you denied the, the Holy One, we're in verse 14 now, and the just, and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. Verse 16, and his name, through faith, his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know, yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets, that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. It's a long piece of scripture, but what an important piece of scripture to understand. Yeah, are there some things that we've done in ignorance as well? You know, Lenin's embalmed remains lie in a crystal casket in a tomb in Red Square in Moscow. An inscription on the casket reads, He was the greatest leader of all peoples, of all countries, of all times. He was the Lord of the new humanity. He was the saviour of the world. But all that Leonard did was in the past tense, wasn't it? We had the true saviour of the world, the living Christ. Lenin was just a man who clearly thought he was God. But we had the true saviour, the living Christ. How do we know that Jesus Christ is living in power among us? 
for the Jerusalem church, the healing of the lame man signified the power of the living Christ and that he was present among them. But how about us? Do we see lives changed by the miraculous? Are things happening among us that amaze us and fill us with wonder? The book of Acts emphasises the reality of the living Christ in the church. Let's consider three lessons from Acts 3 today. First one, the lesson of a crippled society and what can be done about it. There's a lesson to be learned here, people. Peter and John had an encounter with a lame man who had been crippled from birth. Each day, someone carried him to the gate beautiful. He begged from the crowds of worshippers who passed by this prominent place. Now, isn't that what we see happening in our own world? This is where the man's healing took place, though. The lame man saw Peter and John approaching the gate, and he begged them for money. Why Peter and John, though? Only God can answer that question. But Peter's words changed that man's life forever. Acts 3.6 again, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Peter took the man by the hand and he helped him up. The man was healed instantly. He jumped to his feet and walked around the temple courts praising God. The crippled man had been made whole. The truth is that all of us are crippled. And all of us need healing. All of us have sinned. We're like sheep who have gone astray. And we're dead spiritually. Like the lame man at the gate, we are helpless and powerless. And we're spiritually crippled without Christ. But salvation is our most basic need. Our society is crippled too, isn't it? with its crippled morals, its crippled marriages, its crippled relationships. Have a look outside your window. You'll see it taking place. Our society is crippled by perversion. Abortion continues to claim innocent lives, even today. Pornography continues to destroy homes. The sin of homosexuality is a way of life for millions of people, and it's being pushed on everyone else. People are crippled by drug and alcohol abuse. People are crippled with negative attitudes and anger and resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness. Only Jesus Christ can bring us the healing that we need. Our second lesson this evening is the divine, or sorry, the lesson of divine authority and how to appropriate it. Don't you want that divine authority? Acts 3 6 said, Peter healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. How do we pray? How do we expect to see healings? Jesus promised his disciples in John 14, 13, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So Peter spoke in the name of Jesus Christ. That's where our authority comes from. This is the power and the authoritative actions of Jesus' name. The answer to our crippled Generation is the name of Jesus Christ. Not silver or gold or self-help or positive thinking or, or sending out positive vibes. The answer to our crippled generation is the name of Jesus Christ. And Peter claimed this authority in Jesus' name, as we should also. Jesus was given all authority in heaven and on earth. And he shared his power with the apostles. 
And according to Ephesians 1, 19-23, all believers share that privilege of the authority. Ephesians 1, 19-23, let me read it for you. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the working of his almighty power, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name is named, or that is named, not only in this age, but also in which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fits all in all. Jesus is the head of the church. We're his body. He only works through the church people. All that we do should be done in the awareness of spiritual authority. We have the authority to call people to salvation. We have the authority to pray victoriously. We have the authority to resist the devil and make him flee. We have the authority to enforce Christ's victory in life and home and in the church and in the nation. This spiritual authority is not to be taken lightly. It's to be exercised by believers who are filled with the Spirit living cleansed lives and walking by faith. There is power in the church when believers appropriate this authority. When we take hold of this authority, there is power in the church. Our third thing is the lesson of a living message and its relevance for our times. The Bible is alive and there's relevance in our times. Peter explains that the miraculous healing of the crippled man was God's work, not his. It was the living Christ at work. What makes the first century message relevant to 21st century times? I hear that sort of question all the time. The Bible was written so long ago, surely it's not relevant today. Let's look at some of these things. The first one is the message of the responsibility for Christ's death. The apostles declared that the crucifixion was the greatest crime of human history, and they are right. The fact is, all of us are responsible for Christ's death. The second thing is the message of the resurrection from the Christ, of Christ from the dead. Without the resurrection, there is no hope, there's no salvation, there's no church, and there's no living Christ. Next is the message of the power of Christ's presence. He is here now. This is the secret of the Christian life and the source of power in the church. Next, the message of repentance and new life, which doesn't get preached anywhere near enough. Repentance is a forgotten message in our generation, but there's no new life without it. What about the message of revival from the Lord's presence? What about the message of the return of the Lord? The message of the early church was the second coming of Jesus Christ. His coming was always in the conscience of the first believers. There was an expectation. The message of the response of God's message is another one. We need to respond to it. It's a simple message. Hear and be blessed. Or refuse to hear and be destroyed. It's that simple. Responding to Christ brings untold joy. Rejecting him brings spiritual ruin. As we finish up... Whenever the message of salvation is preached, something happens. The book of Acts is living proof of the living Christ in the church. 
The living Christ means hope for a crippled society, authority for the people of God, and a message for all times. Not just 2,000 years ago, but the message is for all times. And we encourage you to apply this power and authority to your life by faith, starting today. And let his word be living and active in you. And as I do every time, I want to be able to encourage you to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because our God is a redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for him. And if you allow him, he'll make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. So whatever you're concerned about and need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. We're believing this year, 2023, is a year of divine restoration and divine recovery. It's going to be a tough year for the world, but it's going to be a year when the church gets to rise up again. And until next time, stay in the blessings. Thank you for joining us. We trust you have been blessed. If the Lord is leading you to sow into Refinery Life Church, you can sow at www.refinerylife.org forward slash donate. You can send your prayer requests through to us at www.refinerylife.org. And remember that we meet at 9.30 Sundays at 23 T.E. Peters Drive in Broadbeach on the beautiful Gold Coast. You can also watch our Tuesday and Thursday night live streams on YouTube at 7pm. And listen to Refinery Life Radio on your favourite podcast platform. So until next time, remain in the blessings.